Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. We're back uh, in our uh, respective homes. Woody Womack here in Atlanta. Rob Cassidy from Miami. Rob, how you doing? You know, as well as any man can be doing sitting in a closet. And uh, Nick Kruger from Austin, Texas. Nick, how's it going? Oh, very good. I just got done after a uh, relaxing working vacation in the slopes of Steamboat Springs. Yeah. Did you, go to, did, did, you, did, did you go to the... Uh... Oh, you went to Steamboat. Oh, I was in the Denver airport. I was in the Denver airport. Yeah, did you did you see the crazy Nazi stuff on the walls? No, I didn't. See, I didn't even think to. I thought about it when I was there, and I didn't even think to investigate. You know, I was just like, you know, I'm just in the process of trying to get from gate to gate. Well, you know, calamity, as Woody knows, calamity ensued with a certain airline having to do with everything about my trip. So my focus was elsewhere at the time, but. You should have just went up to the desk and demanded to speak to the New World Order that lives below in the city below the airport, and they would have got you taken care right. of. right. Take me straight to the Illuminati, please. I need to know. <laughs> yeah, well, I would say that vacation was anything but relaxing on my end. Uh, so we're, yeah. <laughs> you had a great time out there. And Steamboat, uh, we want to remind everyone uh, – do the stuff you normally do. Leave us a review on iTunes. By the way, we have four new reviews that we'll be reading today during the Tweet of the Week section. Uh, and Rob, I don't think you're going to like any of them. So <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're all aimed at me, huh? <laughs> keep keep leaving those reviews on iTunes. Uh, find us on Twitter. You can find all three of us just by searching our names. And uh, yeah, at Rivals Podcast, where you can send other stuff. So uh, let's jump right into it. Rob, you've got a story right now up on the old uh, Rival.com website. Uh, things rolling along here, uh, putting up big numbers on the chart beat. Finally, you're finally bouncing back. Um, we wanted to talk a lot about that. It's about the awkward side of recruiting. Uh, we had talked a little bit about Jacob Copeland, a prospect out of Florida. Ohio State messed up his name on an envelope they sent to his house. Uh, you talked to Justin Watkins, who, who we talked about on here. So just kind of give us a little bit uh, preview or whatever overview of the story and, and, and why you think it's kind of connecting so well with the audience. Uh, because I think people are smarter than a lot of recruiting reporters give them credit for, to be honest. Um, I think everybody sees through every visit is great. You know, that's like the talking point, right? And that's part, you know, reporters writing what whoever is reading it wants to read. Uh, in part, kids not wanting to burn any bridges, uh, in part, you know, just laziness. Um, but, you know, when you peel stuff back, I mean, I don't think anybody is dumb enough to think that these recruiting visits are all great. So, you know, I had a chance to ask, you know, Justin Watkins and some of the other guys at the camp, uh, Gregory Russo via text message, uh, and a bunch of highly ranked kids about kind of the most awkward thing that's ever happened to them. And, you know, it turns out, you know, it's Omar Gator says he went on a visit once and no coach ever really talked to him. So he just kind of like walked around the campus alone. Uh, and you know, had like, he said he talked to a coach for like five collective minutes for the whole day <laughs> he was on campus. Uh, Gregory Russo told me that, you know, sometimes coaches just stare at him, like they'll show up to have these conversations and like, there'll be these weird, awkward silences where the coach will like lick him over. Like he, you know, you know, like he's a piece of meat or something. <laughs> and he says that makes him feel real weird. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's a collection of those kind of stories that don't often get told. It seems like because everybody's so busy writing, my visit was a 10 out of 10. Yeah, and, and you know, we've heard that a lot from other kids, especially here in Atlanta, where uh, before they're necessarily well-known, they might go visit a school, an SEC school, and just kind of be ignored. Um, and I, I think people underestimate how much that sticks with kids. I mean, we've heard it, at least off the record, several times of kids telling us, I went there, nobody talked to me. 
Uh, and that's, you know, while they already have offers from other schools and it might just be because they don't, you know, the coaches don't recognize these kids because it's, it's tough to, uh, and we're still putting the faces together with the names, I think in, in this year's class, because this is the time we see them a lot. It's just, it gives us a chance to get to know them, but you know, these coaches, it's almost like they got to study these faces ahead of time because you don't, like you said, you don't want to end up ignoring a kid who, uh, who ends up being the top recruit later. My question, I guess, is does it matter though? Um, you know, I guess if, if it's a habitual, like a terrible thing, like you go and a coach insults your mother or something, I guess that probably is a deal breaker. But, <laughs> you know, I don't think that it's necessarily like, oh, I got ignored on this visit. I'm definitely not going to the school. Uh, I think these visits happen so much more, these awkward moments and awkward visits and just poor exchanges uh, happen so much more often than anybody thinks that, you know, a lot of it's water under the bridge unless it's something just, you know, showstopping. Well, but that's – but, well, yes and no, right? Because uh, I've definitely talked to a couple of kids that have been on visit. It, it's it's funny when you if, – if you go for a one-on-one, if you're the only kid there and you feel like you're getting ignored or slighted, that, that negatively affects you maybe one way or the other. But I've definitely heard other kids say, you know, it's interesting when you go with a group of kids and you feel like – you know, some other kids, maybe even higher ranked kids uh, that are that are more recognizable to the coaches, get more attention uh, on those on those visits as well. So, I mean, it's it's really, but that's you know, that's no different than any other normal social interaction that you or me would have with any you know any of our friends or acquaintances either. You, you know, you gotta you gotta give attention to to people, right? And get a return on it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I agree completely. So I would advise everyone to check that out. Um, I say, I like say, said, are we going to turn? Let's turn into a full-on NPR podcast where we all write stories and you know do the go behind the scenes of what we were thinking, <laughs> <laughs> motivations of those. Stories. I, yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Zach Lowe's uh, NBA podcast uh, tends to do that sometimes mm-hmm. as well. Um, I said I really set you up to say get low, Nick, but you didn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm not putting. I'm not putting over a competing. Competing podcast. <laughs> I like Zach's podcast. I, you know, like Woody said once, the, the "I'm so old, I don't understand social media" bit is a little bit too much for me. But you know, I think Zach is entertaining. Nah, he's good. Yeah, you know, he was doing a jag the other day of is John Wick and John Reacher the same person? That's like, come on, dude. Like, don't be, don't be corny. I'm gonna shut, it, I'm gonna shut it off. So shots fired at Zach Lowe. Um, <laughs> we, we we were recently down. We were recently down in. Uh, we were recently down in Orlando for the uh, Rivals Camp series stop, and uh, it was interesting because uh, we got a chance to talk to a lot of kids, and we continue to talk about Miami on the podcast. I was really surprised, uh, Rob, from my perspective, the amount of kids that mention Miami unprompted, especially up there in the Orlando area, or kids from Jacksonville. Yeah, and these are uncommitted kids that I'm talking about. It's weird. It goes back to the old uh, perception is reality thing that 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 you've talked about on this show quite a bit. I mean, is Miami now like? I mean, you know, do they have a chance to really get a top five class this year? Because I mean, it seems like they've just got so much momentum uh, there in Florida. Well, you know, it's it's kind of two sides of a coin here. Where yeah, I think if all things hold equal, they're going to get a top five class. They've got momentum. They're going to land other big guys. Mark Pope is going to go to Miami. Jamin Sherwood is probably going to go to Miami on top of the guys that are at least commit to Miami. And I don't know who's going where on top of the guys that are already committed there. They're going to, you know, uh, all the momentum they have in the state may transfer out of it. Who knows? They're going to assemble an amazing group of talent. Uh, and then September is going to roll around. 
And what happens when the season starts could either reinforce that and I think maybe spread it or completely destroy it. You know, if they win seven, six or seven games, they might be seeing some guys look elsewhere, right? Uh, and this is arbitrary, but, you know, I think the magic number is probably nine. Uh, I think eight or nine. Uh, they've got to be in that range to hold on to these guys, I think. Because, you know, you have to – if to uphold the perception, I think you have to – you know, you've got to keep showing an upward trajectory. And I think doing that shows that. The second you show that maybe you've taken a, a step back or a turn in the wrong direction, then can start questioning it. And then that same ripple effect that created all this attention can undo it almost as quickly, right? Uh, so I think it's all about what happens on the field. Now, so what do you what do you think is the change? I mean, is it just the coaches doing a better job recruiting? Are they selling hope? What what is I don't know what's changed. I, I, can we put our finger on why why their message is now resonating with kids when it wasn't before? Well, they started with the kids younger too. So when I wrote that Miami story, uh, I talked to some high school coaches who said they would ignore the class. The old staff would ignore the classes below the one they were currently recruiting. Not ignore, but largely not talk to them. So one of the things was they started. You know, when they came in, they started on this 2018 class hard right away. You know, they still recruited 2017, but they were on this class. Pretty hard. And then also, you know, Mark Richt, say what you want. Um, Georgia fans weren't happy with him when he was let go there. But he's still a name, right? And so you wipe away the Al Golden slate, which people saw as, you know, kind of a tarnished brand. Uh, they weren't going to go there no matter what. And then you replace it with a brand where, at least in Florida, they viewed as a successful brand, right? I mean, they weren't as close to it as some of these Georgia fans were that were so upset with them. Uh, and I think that name really helped. So if you have even a decent recruiting approach, you've got a name, you've got some positive trajectory. Uh, you, you put it all together and at a school like Miami, where the kids, I think around South Florida do want to go there with all things being equal still, uh, they're able to give themselves an excuse to really consider them and then commit to them. And then once it starts, once you get the five-star and Lingard, other pieces start kind of falling into place. Yeah. Yeah. We talked to, we talked a lot about it uh, on previous episodes. I actually was on the Miami uh, board on canesport.com and I was really getting hammered for how much I don't want them to be good. or I believe that was the yeah, message. No, I, I, get, I get hammered for that too. I was once accused on that board of creating a conspiracy theory to rank Lorenzo Lingard as the last four-star or the top four-star and not a five-star just because I knew it would make them mad and I knew that he was committing to Miami. And I orchestrated all of this uh, you know, just to make strangers on a message board angry, I guess. Three months in advance too, so that was a pretty good one. But the fans are passionate there. Uh on, on the old canesport.com, and if you're a Miami fan, I highly advise uh, checking it out. Now, Nick, this story right up your alley. I don't know if you saw this one or not. Uh, late last week, we had a dog controversy. This this show's been dog-themed uh, quite a bit lately. And we had five-star defensive end Micah Parsons, who's committed to Penn State, get a new puppy. And what do you think he names that dog, Nick? Uh, Joe Pa. Joe Pa the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one. Uh, no, he names it Brutus, which is the same name as Ohio State's uh, mascot. And boy, you want to talk about a message board going crazy. Our Penn State site, it was uh, threat level midnight. We had uh, we had Twitter going crazy. Uh, Officer Friedman writes a story uh, at my uh, request on this topic. Talks to Parsons, ends up leading to to being one of the most popular stories we had on the site this week. So, so when you suggested that story what, to Friedman, what were you thinking? Would well, be hold on, the, I like how you had to put your I like how you had to put yourself over there too. It was like he wrote it, but well, you know, at my request, tell me tell me the tactics you wanted Friedman to employ when you uh, when you suggested that story to him. What are you thinking about that? I sent it to him. 
I sent it to him and I said, hey, are you going to write something on this? Because if not, I'm going to. <laughs> and he said, no, that's no, not I'm your jurisdiction, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said, yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> exactly. You, well, he, he has first right of refusal in his jurisdiction, but guess what? I'm, I'm the feds and I'll swoop in and write about anybody at any time. And I also take the federal yeah. approach. So, uh, so anyway. You know, lo and behold, our boy Micah plays it off like it's nothing. I feel like it was it. I don't know though, because sometimes you you think these kids are like, oh, they're trolling on purpose. Do we really think Micah Parsons knows that Ohio State's dog is is or its uh, mascot is named Brutus? There's absolutely no way. There's no possible. <laughs> like the ma- Brutus is like the name for a dog. Like that's just like what people name dogs. No, that's like naming the, a kid John. The mascot's name is written on his sweater, isn't it? Like it's written on the mascot. <laughs> I think I think it has like the O on it, doesn't no, it? No, it's got Brutus written clear as day right across the chest. I guarantee it. I want to text the kid right now and ask him if he knows what Ohio State's mascot's name is. Well, he knows well, the well, story now, right? He knows the story now. Uh, yeah, he knows now. No, not that kid. I meant just like a random selection of recruits oh, okay. that are considering Ohio State. And I bet you none of them know that. Here's here's what Micah said. Now, here's what Micah said. I just posted my new dog. <laughs> Good call. I felt like it – I felt like – <laughs> I can't even. I'm sorry. I felt like that was just a savage name. <laughs> I was looking up dog names, and it was either going to be Duke, Hercules, or Brutus. I just decided to go with Brutus. Uh, yeah. it, doesn't it's... doesn't have anything to do with Ohio State, but at the same time, I do like Ohio State as a program. I just like the name for my dog. So, if he would have named it, if he would have named it Duke, would we have all ex- expected him to be a, a flip to Duke risk or something? Yeah, see that's you make a good point there. I, I don't I don't think so. Um good looking dog looks like some type of a pit bull. Looks like uh it looks like uh it's a it's a, it's a nice looking dog. It's a good dog as as uh, the internet always seems to say. By the way, Rob, your dog that good dog shtick has really jumped the shark as well. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, it's it's complete it's completely gone. I'm telling you, man. Don't get me started. What do you mean jump you know, the shark? That was like months ago that we were talking about. I didn't realize that was still going on. No, oh, no, yeah. no, it's like now it's it's logos on the court are really good. Do- any, you know, anyway, yeah. it's, it's annoying. But anyway, guess what? Michael Parsons still committed to Penn State for now. Penn State fans, you know, he's a five star. I, I think they have a right to be a little. Penn bit- State fans, what what did you want him to get? A mountain lion as a pet? <laughs> All, all, all they wanted, all they wanted to do was name was name the dog Demon Deacon, and, and then we could all speculate about Wake Forest. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, now uh, moving on, I wanted to talk about this. This doesn't really have a whole lot to do with football recruiting, but it's been in the headlines lately, and we deal with a lot of recruits' parents. Uh, Lavar Ball, the father of uh, several basketball recruits. Uh, and current basketball player Lonzo Ball. Uh, I think both. I, I know his younger son's a five star. I'm not sure what. Uh, I'm not sure what the other son is ranked. He's in the class of 17, I think. But anyway, he's been all over the news, giving all types of interviews, saying all types of crazy things, and it's been a hot topic, especially down at Mister Shut Up and Train, uh, with some of the basketball dads or parents in there saying. He has every right to say his kid is good and believe in his son and and things of that nature. I kind of wanted to talk with you guys. We deal with a lot of parents. I mean, what's, uh, I guess we'll start with you, Nick. What's your take on it? Have you, have you paid attention? You know, do you got any, any crazy parent stories that we can share unnamed or anything like that? Um, 
Well, you know, I, I think I think uh, our boy dad had some kind of reputation. Uh, but you know, anytime I've I, actually, it's been the opposite with me. I've never I've never really had a uh, a negative parent dealing with. In fact, I I encourage uh, parents to I I like dealing with parents more so than the kids because they're way more reliable to <laughs> to talk to as far as uh, getting information and getting in touch with the kids than the players themselves. In most cases, I'm not the right person to talk to about this. Well, I think Rob and I both had a yeah had we a, do uh, we had a uh, fun interaction with an unnamed parent, which I might have the text messages saved in my phone. Uh, we had this kid come to a camp a couple years ago, and uh, you know, oftentimes the way it works is when when you know you're the second man in on a camp out of your region, you don't really know a whole ton about the the kids' backstories and stuff like that. And uh, Rob had mentioned. Rob had mentioned the kid's height uh, in the in the top performer story, and I guess that was a sensitive. Yeah, but it was his it was his accurate height. Like it's not like I made up a number. It's not like I said he was three foot ten. Right, and and the 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 dad took took uh, umbrance with uh, Rob doing that, and and then proceeded to I believe threaten you. Right? Was that the was that the call? Yeah, he threatened me, and then he banned me from a high school that I've never been to. Wow. Um. So <laughs> that, that was all thing. Oh, here! Oh, actually, I have it. Is I that why you that. started working um, out? Is that was that the trigger point? <laughs> no, when, yeah. When I tell you, when I tell you, my next story is the reason why I started working out. <laughs> so he took the, he took to Twitter and, and and posted a lot of stuff, and said, uh, and then he texted me. I, I mean, there's so many texts here, but just to get into the, uh, <laughs> he says, <laughs> whenever you want to discuss this issue, we have. I'm ready because we don't need rivals. Uh, rivals didn't make, uh, my son and, uh, not you or anyone is going to ruin his credibility or his future. It's cool. Oh, you guys want, oh, because on, I hold mentioned hold his height. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's cool. You guys want the next big star and you want to promote your five star guys, but let what happens on the field speak for itself. Uh, my son has been great at every camp and he gets overlooked. I understand the business and what you've done today in the article speaks a lot about you as a person. Wow. I was wrong for my post, but if you're not going to be fair to all athletes, we're not going to talk to rivals, period, and have my coach ban you guys from Archer. Oof. So uh, then it goes it goes on and on, and then um, and then he – let's see. What is he – he keeps – he keeps uh, – it goes on with a lot of threats. My, my, my favorite parent story was at the Cocoa Beach 7-on-7 seven seven one year, uh, father of a unnamed – Mac quarterback, current Mac quarterback, that you will understand why I'm not naming names here when I tell you this. Uh, had kind of a reputation for being kind of a mean dude. And something happens on the field, and he's yelling across the, the field, and he's like, I don't know if y'all know, but I've done time. Pause. For for murder. Wow. <laughs> like, oh shit, wow, this gets better. So then this whole fight breaks out. And it, this ends, obviously, the team gets kicked out of the tournament because the fight goes crazy. But at one point during this fight, the dad in question has a lighter out and is flicking the lighter in the referee's face, <laughs> like lighting it in, in his face and blowing it out. It was one of the more surreal things I've seen at a seven on seven event, which is saying something. Well, so I think the point we have with a lot of these parents is guess what? You have every right to take up for your kid and and call us names and and things like that. But I, I you know, and I don't have a problem with with our, our boy Lavar believing in his son. Obviously, I don't think he should be calling out Jordan or LeBron's son or anything like that. 
But uh, he's loving life in the spotlight, and I have a feeling he's not going anywhere. I mean, like I said, he's got two more kids coming. Um, I just think it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times parents weren't in this situation in the past, and now, you know, whether it be because of social media or just the the, the whole rivals culture or the, the recruiting website culture, now they have more of a platform. It's interesting to see him on ESPN and stuff, though. Uh, this week, no, no interview. Uh, you know, we actually – uh, we had the Tulane interview last week, which got mixed reviews, I would say. What? Uh, For what? Based on, yeah. Ah, well, you know, talk to Greg Gibson's son. He was he was saying all types of things about about the interview. But uh, we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep having interviews come as the weeks go along. I actually was was trying to get in and meet with Scott Frost uh, this past weekend. But guess what? They were on spring break. So uh, while, you're on va- while you're on vacation, we're grinding. Uh, so, so I don't know this week we're going to be in and out of Miami pretty quickly. Well, so, Florida schools will tell uh, you, you know, they, they were, what is it? They're always at where you spring break or something like that. Are they party where you spring? Uh, we, we, yeah, we, not, we, live we live where you, where spring, you break. spring break. So yeah. that's, yeah. Uh, Frost yeah. doesn't have an excuse for that. <laughs> you want to talk about cringeworthy. That's <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a common saying when uh, Nick and I were living down in Southwest. We, we live where you were you vacation or whatever? I think was the yeah. was the expression there. But anyway, in lieu of uh, tweet of the week, we're going to go to the iTunes reviews. I got to um, get a new theme song for this. Yeah, what, for the what, iTunes. What, reviews. what is the? What is this like? It's like Rob Cassidy bashing session. Do we have a theme song? Somebody playing an acoustic guitar. <laughs> well, so we had we've been we've been soliciting reviews, and I uh, recently checked. We got four new reviews. Please go to iTunes, leave us a review. It helps bump us up the charts as we sit steadily. I believe we're at one ninety nine out of out of two hundred in the uh, in the the latest uh, figures I was able to uh, attain. But we got four reviews. We'll start with this one from February seventeenth. Uh, which it comes from iTunes, nickname 21. Somebody clearly just just throwing a name in there. Uh, The podcast of all podcasts. This podcast has many great things about it. So many great things that Rob will never understand how great it is. (laughs) 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 I actually actually know who that is. That one, that one's a, I know who that one is. That's a Rob Cassidy. Uh, that's a Rob Cassidy goon. Don't pretend like you, very don't pretend like they're friends of yours making fun of you, Rob. Don't pretend. <laughs> well, this one, this one is. I, that's I, I absolutely know who that one is. Uh, very entertaining and informative. If you're into recruiting, Woody's rants and recommendations are the best part. Oh, all right. So, okay. Doesn't sound like a friend of yours, Rob. Rob based on that. Uh, <laughs> now we go to a second one, also from February 17th, same day, uh, from Stud five five four one. Uh, the Nick and <laughs> the Nick and Wom back and forth banter is hilarious. I'm just curious when one is going to give the other a knuckle sandwich topped with McCaffrey's mustard. Yeah. So that that was another reference to you. You referenced that mustard in the past as well, Rob, and the word yeah, stud. So. I have, yeah, no doubt. Then we have one from March second from Terrell Schneider who keeps it short. Only listen for Kruger, uh, which was good. Um. And then Dingo Man from March 16th. Nick and Woody lead the show. Great podcast. Highly recommend. That girl from Florida should speak less, in my humble opinion. So I think that's you. You're the girl. Uh, yeah, I know. Wait, let me tell <laughs> you what. The, uh, the, 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 uh, the college football masses of, you know, educated, uh, very refined people are mad at the liberal guy. How do you know? That's a real great, you know, that's, that, that's a story as old as time. 
the the people I've spoken. I was Dingo Man if I didn't say it. So <laughs> Dingo big, Man. So big, so big shout to everyone that's leaving us reviews. Please continue to do so and keep them positive, even though Rob wants to uh, to make fun of you guys. But I thought that was interesting. We need the reviews, uh, you know, other than our family members. Uh, you know, who knows who's leaving them. So we know people are listening. Uh, so so keep it up. Now let's move on to uh, the best part of the podcast per uh, iTunes nickname twenty one rants and recommendations. So this week. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I want to start with I want to start with Nick's because uh, it made me laugh. I just saw it on the sheet here. <laughs> so, so Nick, you got a complaint? Let's hear. Well, this it. is actually um, <clears throat> this is actually a vintage complaint of mine, uh, going back long before the start of the podcast. Uh, you know, as as many you know as many people who know me can attest to, I'm a big fan of the funny pages in the in the newspapers, local newspapers across the country. Uh, being from the dying newspaper industry that I that I am. Um, you know, I've, I've been, I've been known to take a look at, uh, Blondie or, uh, what's another good one was the one with the cat and the dog, the talking dog get fuzzy. That one's okay. Look, man, you can't sit here and claim to be a comics, you know, expert and not know the name well, of these know, comics. You know, Woody and I fam- famously have had many conversations about Garfield, which is, a, you know, of course, a good one. But let me tell you something. There's one that really just grinds my gears every time I see it. And, uh, you know, I'd make you guys try and guess it if it wasn't on the podcast sheet. Rob, maybe you can, maybe I'll make you guess it since I know you don't look at it. But it's, uh, do you want to take a guess? I would guess it's family circus. Oh man, how did you know, man? Yeah, because I because I'm the only person that adds things besides Woody to oh, the podcast. Oh, shoot. that's it. Oh, here I we go. About that. All right. So the worst. So the worst. So here's so here's here's going to be uh, an unprecedented move in podcast history for us. I haven't looked at what today's family circus is, but I guarantee you, it is the most unfunny thing that you have heard today, uh, even including all the things that I've said so far. Here, so so let me look it up. Uh, well, here, I'll, I'll talk yeah, while you yeah. do that. Here, here's here's the problem. You know, when you're when you're producing a daily comic for you know upwards of fifty years, I don't really think you're gonna be able to hit it. All out right, of the park okay, here we go. So you, when you go to familycircus.com, it brings up the fir- the the daily the one for today. It's the girl and one of the boys or whatever. Uh, PJ or Jeffy, I can't remember what their name is. I definitely don't remember what the girls is, but. Uh, there's like a toy carriage, a toy baby carriage that one of the kids has deconstructed. The girl is very mad at the boy and the boy looks up to her and says, sorry, I guess it's easier to take things apart than put them back together. Right. Well, don't Topical. blame don't blame Family Circus if you don't <laughs> if you don't understand the allegory for that 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 is that comic. Well, so okay. Now here's yeah. the deal, though. I, I don't read the funnies to get a fortune cookie. Okay, you re- calling them the funnies is my brand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree though. It is terrible. It is, it is by no far day to day on a, on a, for as long as long as this thing has been around. It is consistently the most un, un unamusing, un like it's it's the biggest waste of about three and a half seconds that you'll have in your day, guaranteed every single time if you're a comics reader like like myself. All right, well, you got a recommendation or no? Just to, yeah, just to don't complain. read Family Which, which, com- <laughs> which comic? Which comic? <laughs> That's a good recommendation. <laughs> 
I was gonna say which guy. So, what is your favorite? Do we have one? Is it Gar? Mine's Garfield. Clearly, uh, you know, there's there's a bunch of them that are good. Uh, is the Far Side still around? I always liked that one. Nah, that guy's that guy's long been dead. Uh, you know, the Lockhorns is kind of funny. You know, from <laughs> in a stock humor sort of way. Uh, right, you're. <laughs> oh, you know what the good one is? Is uh, what's the one with the teenage uh, the teenage boy and the parents and. Uh, uh, our our job, uh, I can't remember. It'll it'll scroll across here before too long. I'll let you know about. It. But anyway, yeah, I was I was looking at the scroll down there on the bottom trying to find it. All right, uh, Rob, you've been stewing about all types of things. You even deleted off the complaint that I I sometimes add your complaints for for you and you call me to complain. So let's hear what you got this week. Uh, yeah, my thing is definitely there is nothing in the world that is zits as zits is the comic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, what, what is it? What, what's the comic zits, called? Zits, Z-I-T-S, Zits. All right, I'm I'm sorry, Rob. I'm so sorry, Rob. No, continue. I can't even remember now. Yeah, it was just, my thing is basically with sports bars right now. I don't understand how you can call yourself a sports bar and be so bad at showing sports. I, I can't count on, on, you go in there and the, half the TVs have the direct TV logo bouncing around on it. You know, there's a rerun of the big bang theory on one television and then you've got your genre of sports bars that calls itself like sluggers and then just shows like they'll put on the mlb network and leave it there you ask them and then you know this happens to me a million times you go in do you guys have the baseball package yeah i think so so then the girl goes and asks 10 people it takes 10 minutes some tv guy comes back with the remotes and he's like uh what baseball package are you talking about <laughs> like, just how do you not when you hire these people, tell them what games to put on what TVs and when. Why isn't there a sheet that you hand out to your staff? And it's like, here's an NBA game that's starting. Uh, put this on at 7 o'clock. But it, they just can't manage this. It, it, it's getting – and then they act like changing the channel to a game that you want is, you know, you've asked them to part their Red Sea. It's frustrating, man. The problem is, is is most of them don't know how to figure out how to use the satellite uh, remote or receiver for each tell so, so then we got to get a manager well but yeah here's the problem you you think you would become knowledge basically what should happen is i think there's websites that have this now actually there's an app that i downloaded on my phone which basically shows you what's on at all times sports wise and and that's what you got to have cooking i mean because a lot of times you'll go like you said and then they, when you ask them to change the channel it's a real chore it's unbelievable. It's, it's like, it's, welcome, welcome to All Star Sports, where we take sports seriously. We don't have any NBA games, but if you and we're not putting the volume on, but if you want to watch our friends rerun at ten o'clock at night on Fox because we forgot to change the channel from the night before, then you are in luck. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was in Nashville once at a. Uh, yeah, what's the name of that place, Nick? There used to be one at Gulf Coast Town Center that would turn into like a nightclub at night. Uh, Bar Louie. Uh, yeah, I was at Bar Louie in Nashville, and uh, uh, the, it was the NBA playoffs, and I asked them to put it on, and they said, we don't show NBA here. Wow. <laughs> Which I thought, because they had hockey on, I thought that was a real weird comment. Uh, well, you know, they love the to, Preds to out there. Them. Were the Preds on? Uh, I don't know. The Preds weren't on, but it was some, some hockey. So, But that's not really a true sports bar. But, you know, what Rob says, I mean, if you bill yourself a sports it's, bar. Especially when you have a name. Like, welcome to Upper Decker Sports, where we don't have the hockey game on. But if you want this remake of Air Bud 3 that's on TBS, that is definitely on four TVs. <laughs> well, a lot of times, especially during NCAA tournament season, you know, when the games are on TBS and True TV and stuff, 
you don't have they just put on ESPN and they're like you know sure it's the NIT or whatever they don't know the difference but uh, if if you were serious about it you'd have one person whose only job was to change the channel there are only two good uh, sports bars in the world that I've encountered and that is Standings in the East Village and there's a place called Hat Tricks in Tampa which is an amazing sports bar that has its crap together as well there there used All to right, be so a, a couple- there used to be a, a sports bar there were actually two of them back back when Woody and I were in Southwest Florida the a lot of shout outs to Southwest Florida also I've been watching the voice and there's a girl from Fort Myers Beach that made it on team Adam I I might be a little behind but uh, on the knockouts but I know she made it through the first round so big shout to her but uh, there used to be a sports bar called Big Al's and on the commercial, it sounded like the it sounded like the fattest dude doing the commercial, and he was like, "Big Al Sports Bar." And he's like, "He's like, uh, come on down to the sports capital of the world, Bonita Springs." And then like, but then they added the second location, and he was like, "The sports capital of the world, Bonita Springs and Naples." And uh, <laughs> and that was the com- <laughs> those commercials were really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, and I'm sure, I'm sure the sports capital of the world was showing Seinfeld. Right. Yes. I've got a few complaints. I mean, I was going to go on and on about the airport. I've been having a lot of problems lately at the airport where you go to check in your bag, and the the woman stops you to show your boarding pass before you get in the line, and it's like, what's the point? I'm going to have to show it again in ten seconds. You know. Um, and there's a whole lot of unnecessary no, that's to, patch that's, check. The Orlando—that's that, to keep people out of like for people like you and I and Nick, uh, the limousine riding jet flyers, to keep, like priority people. That's to keep the peons out of our line, so they check it before you get in the line. So some loser that flies twice a year doesn't get in the line and clog up the. Well, well no, if you buy a lot of airports have the deal where if you buy a first class ticket, you get also like some kind of express uh, security treatment like a, a some other line the reason they know that is because it's printed on the ticket right so that's why they have to the check it to make sure you're one of those people and not some yeah. some loser but what i'm telling you guys is when i go to hand my luggage to the count at the counter before i even get there there's a woman just standing there checking boarding passes so you can get into little bank rope lines uh-huh. and i'm about next the next time it happens i'm just gonna bowl through them and well i'm gonna say no because a lot of times it's in my pocket in my on my phone there's 10 people in line anyway i'm gonna have time to get it out you know, so and then, you know, the Orlando airport with their little tram Ugh. thing, they have this situation now where they make the security guard has to come undo every little oh, wow. rope to let people on the train. And I mean, it just it really slows things down. That Orlando airport has got I've never had more problems with TSA than, than at the Orlando airport. I got sent back through the metal detector because I had my hands in my pockets <laughs> and I was like. I, I said to the guy, I was like, you know, it's a metal detector. So even if I have my hands in my pockets, it's going to detect the metal. And he just was like, sir, you know, was his only response. So nah, the uh, Orlando airport, you want to talk about washed. <sighs> yeah, that, that the airport's got that a lot of problems. That airport's going down during WrestleMania weekend if I'm, if I'm going to Oh, make no, <laughs> that's going to be brutal for those people. God, jeez, oh, I don't want to think about that. But anyway, I'm also having a big problem with this whole hot dog debate. You know these people who say you can't put ketchup on a hot dog, or you're a ch- you're a child if you do. Who get who cares? Is this something, Rob? I know you've seen. It. I just saw somebody posted on Twitter. This has been must- going, yeah. This has been going on for years, and it's been annoying for years. I'm with you. Uh, I'm a mustard only guy, but I'm not going to chastise somebody. If somebody wants to put mayonnaise on their hot dog, I'm not going to. I mean, it's weird, but I'm not going to make us think about yeah. it on Twitter. Our boy Joseph Goodman from AL.com, who. Uh, Used to work down in Miami at the Miami Herald covering uh, the Heat, I believe. He, you know, he posts a picture from the Varsity, which, you know, it looks like he's got a 
it appears to he appears to have potato salad on top of his hot dog and then says team mustard only. Well, guess what? Potato salad ain't mustard, Goodman. So uh, take that to the bank. <laughs> Wait, potato? I don't even want to know. <laughs> guess what? Again, you know what I do? I put ketchup on it. I don't even use a bun. How about that? Oh, that's yeah, that that's aggressive, man. Like so, wait a minute. Are you dipping your hot dog in ketchup then with no bun, or are you just like slather it in ketchup and then just like cram no, no, it? No, no, no. Dipping, dipping, dipping. I oh. don't put it on top. I don't put it on top. I dip it like a sauce. Man, that's really something. Yeah. So that that's 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 what I got to say about that. You can put whatever you want on a hot dog. I don't care. And the same goes for sausages. And guess what? Sausages aren't hot dogs. So don't invite me to a barbecue and say you're gonna have hot dogs and give me a sausage. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. it. That's fair. Take that. That's a, that's a special shout take, out. To take that. My... Take that society. <laughs> take that family members who have done that several times. <laughs> and guess what? Pickles aren't relish either. So don't say you got pickles and hand me a jar of relish. Um, you got anything else, Nick? You got anything else, Rob? The St. Patrick's Day uh, version of the family circus is the three boys. And, and the oldest one says, why doesn't St. Patrick bring us stuff on his day like Santa does? <laughs> Oh man, that's yeah. That's it's really more funny. Bad. It's more. Fu- it's more funny. You bring you circling back to that. Speaking of our St. Patrick's Day rant from last week's episode, Nick and I recorded the podcast, and then we're watching TV where we just had ranted about about uh, people celebrating St. Patrick's Day too early, and then lo and behold, there's a commercial on for Elf, and it said, "This St. Patrick's Day, watch Elf. It's close enough." <laughs> Actually, somebody I heard I heard some uh, clarity on that. Uh, it had something to do with people going on spring break. I believe was the it rationale does. that yeah. I got. So they so they wanted to get their holiday in before they went on spring break or something. But again, yeah, that doesn't that change. So- it doesn't change things. Like it, it, if you're on spring if you're on spring break or you're on vacation and the holiday have that's even that's just that much more partying you can do. I don't. So- all right. Well, wait, wait in here before we go. Then, so the one, th- one of the things that my, you know, my alma mater is like super, super proud of and super famous for, at least regionally, is a fake St. Patrick's Day. But they label it as such. So they do it. They block off the streets in the bar district, and it's nuts. I mean, I mean, I've seen some rather disgusting things happen on that day. But they call it out, right? So the name of the festival is Fake Patrick's Day. So is it okay if you acknowledge that this is a completely made-up holiday that doesn't exist? Or is that still no? That's I guess that's like the Christmas in July parties, maybe some kind of yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess the other same rule applies. The point is to to say to have the the holiday a weekend before when it's already on a weekend. It doesn't make any sense. It's like if Cinco de Mayo, same Cinco de Mayo is on a Wednesday, so we're going to celebrate it two weekends in a row. Are we just going to celebrate it that Wednesday? What's going to happen? You know, pick a pick a time, and that's it. When when I was these. When I was living in Arizona, I couldn't get home for Christmas one year, and then my brother had trouble getting back too. So somehow this led to my my family famously celebrating Christmas in February, them keeping the tree up and, and the whole. It was really something. Yeah, what it's like to have a family that loves you. Um. <laughs> and, and on that happy note, we'll end the podcast. <laughs> All right. So this weekend we're going to Miami. I think it's going to be a, it's an in and out situation for me. Uh, thanks to my, thanks to some uh, travel faux pas. Uh, via some miscommunications but anyway uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about hopefully next week it's a it's a slow season man I mean not a lot's going on so 
Uh, we're kind of scraping for topics here, but we're going to do our best to keep the podcast coming on a weekly basis. And please uh, remember to uh, give us a big shout out. We want to give a big shout to M. Deuce for providing us with the music. And I guess he's got a new job per Facebook. I saw him taking apart uh, computers and stuff like that. So Wait a minute. Also, you know. before we go, I want to go back to the iTunes review section of the show. How about that guy used the word girl as a pejorative? You want to talk about your all-time out-of-touch sexist remark? Jeez, boy. boy. Don't be a drama me queen, me, Rob. Don't be a drama you. queen. Hey, I nobody's believe, been a drama queen, but hey, if you want to be sexist, you can be sexist <laughs> on your own time, man. Using yeah. girl as a pejorative is like – maybe that flew in 1960 or something, but now it's a little bit problematic, I think. Hey, Nick, do you remember uh, who Rob said uh, worked behind the counter at the sports bars that don't know and who aren't smart enough to change the channels? <laughs> was it, did he say Did he say who that was? No, I don't they're remember. traditionally – No, girls. I said – Yeah, because – You said girls. Waitresses and sports bars are, tra- oh. are traditionally female. Waiters are waitresses. Mm. That's, and they yeah, traditionally don't and know how to turn on your sports, right? But, well, traditionally, uh, nobody in the bar knows society. how to yeah. Traditionally, yeah. nobody in the bar knows how to turn on the sports. <laughs> All right. You stepped on my M Deuce. I was already doing the outro. Uh, we can so, cut that anyway. part. I, I just, we, I, I just, it infuriates It's like a five minute long song. We can just let it run. It is a great song. All right. Uh, low rider weather. Take us out, M Deuce.